Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bracia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome to the Supermama Sisterhood. Welcome to the show, Hello. everybody. What do you mean? Okay, Hello. sorry. Let's start it. Let's start again. Sorry. <laughs> One, two. No, you three. know what? Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I, I guess you like changed our outro without letting me know. Of course. Hello, everybody. How is everyone doing? Always oh, left out. <laughs> Hello, sister. How are you? Welcome to the Super Podcast. Okay. Podcast, everyone. I realized that this is a podcast for one. Here we go again. Welcome. <laughs> New Year, same Bricia. <laughs> I told you it was same me. Welcome to the Super Mamas podcast, your favorite podcast, where we used to always encourage having kids. Now we're like, don't do it, guys. <laughs> With your favorite host, Paulina and Bricia. What's up, sister? Oh, nothing much. Uh, Agustina started a new school today, so very exciting. Oh I was God. so nervous to drop her off today because she's been with me 100% for the past month. It's been me and her, a team, Aww. and I genuinely miss her. Genuinely, of course. Genuinely. There's not a part of me that's relieved that I'm not with her, to be honest, at this point. I, I, I understand. She's a full-grown woman. You know, she, oh my God, hold on. One of my friends from Eduardo School always gives me her hand-me-downs from her daughter. So I was like, oh, I always look forward to receiving this bag full of stuff, right? Because her daughter is a year and a half older than I was thinking. So yesterday we opened up this bag and they were these shiny snow boots with Elsa and Anna. And they had like a heel, you know, these like, uh -huh. I'll take a picture, these super thick, furry, shiny, sparkly, like thick boots and she was just like so she got so excited she took all her clothes off i mean everything like she was <laughs> fully naked and she put on these boots and then she put on the sweater that was there and my husband came in at that moment was like look at your daughter <laughs> they look like full-on stripper boots do you remember and she was naked Wait, and she was naked and she had this like little sweater like furry sweater and I was like that's your daughter I don't know what to tell you and then she was running around <laughs> dancing around in these boots with the fur <laughs> do you remember I just it just reminded me and I'm so like this is you know part of doing this podcast is like I you know we love doing it but also I think like 20 years from now when we listen back to this it's going to be so like mind blowing. But do you remember? I remember there's an episode somewhere in there where we were talking about this picture that you took. I don't remember if it was Krista or Sabina with just some boots. Oh, and you were like, oh. do you remember? No way. I was thinking about the picture I took of six in front of Magic Mike on the Magic Mike <laughs> billboard. And she was like, eh. and I was like, stand right here and then just open your, like, just like, let me see, stick your tongue out and like put your hands out. And I said to Ramiro. <laughs> It was either with Samina or Krista and you were like, look at her boots. And I was like, wait, Risa, you're going to, when you have a daughter, you're going to be like, no, no, never. And now here we are, you with your, uh, with the four boots, with the baby. Wait, I have to show, we had to like, get like a picture, but look at these. Oh I my was, God. 
I obviously didn't take a picture so of her like when she was fully naked with these, right? But this is, she got, there was a dress. She put on the, she took the dress out. She went to her cubby. She got her crown. Oh my God. She, she got so excited about this funny? bag. Isn't that funny how girls like are so attracted to those things? I, it's so weird. So here's another thing. Really? Like he, here's where, you know, nurture versus nature situation. She will, Diego will tap her and she will like stumble like four times and she would <laughs> fall and she will, and she will like put her head down and she will just like put her hands out in the floor and she'll go, uh, 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 yes. Bobby, Bobby, like, and I just look at her like, did you just do that? Did yeah. you really just? And even Eddie's like, why is Agustina so drama? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't understand where this comes from. Like, she fully just goes for it. She fully just mm -hmm. goes. Imagine what my house is like times three. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I can't. Right? Like, that's why I was telling you. Like, it's crazy. I mean, you have a balance of like male and female energy, perfect balance of female male energy in your house. Right here is like 75% female, 10% with Ramiro and the dogs because like we take over. And if I'm dramatic, my kids dicen, quítate que te voy. They are so dramatic. It's it's so crazy how the girl, how girls are that. And when over the break, I gave, Agustina, this little trunk with like dress up things. And I like just seeing her face every time she had like a shiny little skirt or like a crown or something like that. It's like, you don't want to give them those things, but then once you give it to them, you're like, oh my God, yes, it was meant to be for you. And you were supposed to, you were yeah, because they meant to it. wear these clothes. They love it. They, they love, love it. dressing up. And they also love modeling for daddy. I don't know they why. Do. Like they're just, right? They want daddy's approval. How do you like it? Every time I dress them, every time I put something on them, they don't care. They go, daddy, look at me. Are you ready for the reveal? Are you ready for the reveal? And then Soramiro has to close his eyes and Sixta comes and she's like, are you ready for the reveal, daddy? Okay, three, two, one. And she comes and he's like, wow, you're the most amazing, you know? And she's like, yes. And she twirls and she don't care about what I say. She wants to see what daddy says. It does daddy mm -hmm. like it? If now she's locking herself in her room. Oh my God. And my husband's like, my husband said, so do you think this is normal? Like, do you think like we should see somebody about this? <laughs> what? Like <laughs> her locking herself in the room, throw herself on the floor, screaming out your name. I think that's pretty normal. It's pretty normal. Like that's just the way that, that's just again, like, but why did she just are. like, she just like goes and slams the door and she just goes and she drops to the floor. <laughs> and then pretends to cry, pretends, actually pretends, and then just calls out, Daddy, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby. She can sit there for a good hour. Oh, my God. How do, How is she with Eddie? No, she loves Eddie. <laughs> Se lo chinga. <laughs> yeah. And then she looks at me, and then she's like, ah, like, I'm going to, like, beat him up, kind of. She's those eyes, and then she puts her feet, her fist. Oh, oh so I'm just thinking, it's also horrible of me. <laughs> But she's like slapping and I'm like, look, if you're going to hit him, at least do it with your hand closed. <laughs> what? <laughs> because she kind of slapping, like at least throw a punch. No, like a lady. You slap like a lady. <laughs> no. I'm teaching her not to slap. I'm like, okay, pero con tu mano cerrada, sí. And she's like, ah. 
And I'm like, and I'm like, not in his face, like hit his arm. Because she's going to do it. Like she's going to do it, right? So I might as well channel it to the right place. Or like in his chest or in his arm. And then, and then Eddie, you know, because and Eddie. Channel it to the right place. His arms on his chest, not his face. No, not his face. So then, and Eddie, I'm like, look, Eddie, is this a way for you to like, you know, become stronger? So like tighten up your arm. Or like put your hands out and she can practice like boxing. So then she can like hit your hands. What? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> sure. I don't know. It's either Ma- that. It's either that. Pero madratelo bien. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's like you're going to hit him. I can't stop you from hitting him. That's not going to stop. Madratelo properly. Correct. Like do it with, do it with intent. With do it with intent. Like. Do it with, I guess that, what is the word I'm looking for? Purpose. I don't know. Purpose, not purpose. Like, like if it was like you're training for something. With, yeah. With purpose. Yeah. Do it with purpose. Well, just be, you know, be careful. A strategy. Be strategic. Strategy. Yeah. There we go. Do it, but be strategic about it. That way, when you are actually in a fight scenario, you already know. Yeah. That's why I put the girls on Taekwondo. But also, I was thinking about, like, when we uh, used to do that to Fernando, and he would be like, he would take it. And then one time he grew, and he was like, Argh. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. No one, like, mom just let us fight, right? Had I known, like, hey, you know. There's a, st- there's there's a, a way strategy. There's a style. We would just become, we would become, like, sparring partners as opposed to, like, fighting each other. I'm, I'm teaching you how to be sparring partners. <laughs> okay that makes sense all right <laughs> anyway let's talk about our guest today Bricia. today we have a really special guest i think this is the perfect time because there's you know there's a as we all know there is a increase in hospitalizations unfortunately with children there's a lot of rsv there's uh, the 10,000 variant of COVID coming in and like, this one is the one that's more dangerous. And I'm like, okay, sure. No, but for real, this one is the one, you know, this one's like, one you let's worry just put about. masks. Let's just put masks on My kid's again. back. My kid's at school, but it's back at masks. He's back with yeah, masks. Yeah, no, we're school. like, I'm like, just put on your mask. Let's just put on your mask. Cause you know, this one is for real. So there's a lot of, you know, vaccines and all of these hospitals, hospitalization, unfortunately. So we have a really special guest that actually helps parents and children cope with those situations. So Bricia, please tell us who do we have on the show today? Okay. So this week on the show, we have a great friend, Rita Hobizola. She is an entrepreneur based here in Los Angeles. She has an MBA from the Anderson School of Business. After a brief stint in a furniture wholesale company, she decided to launch her own ventures, including establishing a raw material expert company, creating a home furniture wholesale and retail brand, generating a lot of hell of a lot of money, over $22 million in sales per year. And um, she also founded a local organic vegetarian eatery. You know, she has extensive experiences in international and domestic logistics, supply chain management. She's a mom of two. And in 2021, she and a couple of co-founders launched Piper and Enza, which is a health and happiness company. And their mission is to support children and their families with the inevitable bumps and bruises of growing up, shifting the narrative from a place of fear to one of healing, knowledge, and celebrating using books, tools, toys, and resources developed in collaboration with early childhood educators 
child life experts, pediatrician, child psychologists, and they want to give family strategies to navigate through the fears of unknowns of growing up and instead support them in embracing the journey. We learned Ooh, so much it. about her business journey and what she's doing with her new company, Pepperonenza. I hope you all enjoy the show. And without further ado, here is her interview with Rita, founder of Piper and Enza. Also, don't forget to stay tuned after for our Supermama Pip or Tip of the Week. Hello, Rita. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, Rita. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. No, really of course. So for uh, our Supermamas, Rita and I have been longtime mom friends and women friends and longtime just friends friends. I don't know why we always say mom friends. Like, I guess because I met you when I was a mom. I don't know where that comes from. Right, Paulina? Do you say like there's I have mom friends? There's different kinds of moms. So it's like your college moms, your mom friends. Like there's different kinds of friends through life, I guess. Mom How friend. do you know them? From like mom friends. Like, I mean, sort of kids my know mom each friend. other. Rita <laughs> is always like the star mom. The mom that was always, or Rita, you will volunteer all the time. Making all the moms feel bad, like, dang, Rita's out there. I'm sorry. And I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you, you, yeah. are, you, you are running a huge business. You have so many things going on. And I mean, I'm always in awe of everything that Rita you just knew able to everything. Accomplish. She's like the mom you go to to ask her, like, hey, is today the day that we're supposed to do this? Oh, yeah, girl, don't worry about it. I got extra cupcakes for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank I you. Know, I try. I, I try. Rita, so tell us a little bit of who you are who you live with, what you do, and all things Rita. So my name is Rita. I live with my husband and two beautiful girls here in La Cunada, nearby Pasadena. Before kids, I worked in home furnishings industry. I grew up in that industry. My father was a manufacturer, and I kind of helped him with the marketing and the product development here in the U.S., and fast forward, you know, I had kids that they kind of just make a muck of your life in general. And we ended up selling the family business. My parents have since retired. And for a long time, I was just a stay-at-home mom. I didn't want to leave them. I didn't know what to do with myself. I just kind of waited out. And then COVID happened. Because of COVID, because of the experience I had with, especially my second one at the time, three years ago, she was only two and a half years old. I got this I just found my calling, I guess you would say, and it's very kid-centric. So I founded this company, Piper and Enza. And what we do is to work with authors, illustrators, um, makers, and make these fun, engaging stories, help family with children go through their unique health experiences, as simple as masking to vaccination to IVs and maybe something that's even more serious you know, than just an IV or, you know, you're talking about like cancer and something that's more acute. Yeah. And so we've, we've been around about two years now. We have published two books so far, um, working on our third and fourth. So I'm just excited to be able to bring these resources to families everywhere. I'm going to do a little parenthesis because you said I was just a stay-at-home mom. Let me tell you, that is one of the hardest jobs ever. 100%. Like the hardest part of my week is the weekends when I'm at home and all I'm doing is wearing an apron and cleaning the house from like all, all, cooking and cleaning, cooking and cleaning, cooking and cleaning, entertaining children, cooking and cleaning, cooking and cleaning. So yeah. it's not just a stay at home mom. I think like it is really, really hard to do that. I feel like when I go to work and I do this, 
this is fun as opposed to just staying at home and like doing all the work that it requires to be at home. So, you know. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And and it's a, it's really a cult. I don't know if I'm sure it's a cultural thing and I don't know which culture it is. You know, I was brought up in Asia and it, within my culture, I'm first generation. Like I still have a Taiwan passport. I'm a, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a PR here. I don't Name have a US passport. <laughs> so Mo, I'm surrounded by mostly women who stayed at home because that was a cultural, cult, you know, cultural norm. Like they really weren't mm-hmm. allowed to go to work and their husband mm-hmm. worked. And that's, my mom was different. My mom was the black sheep in that world. Um, she worked and she did everything that the stay-at-home mom did, which I didn't come to appreciate until I had my own kids. And looking back, I was just like, oh my God, like, how did you do it? Like you were running to the bank, you were working, you cooked meals every night because my dad didn't like to eat out. I had my violin classes, I have my piano classes, and she shuttled me around. And I'm like, all those times that you lost it, I totally get it now because I wouldn't even last as long as you did. And so being a parent, being a mother definitely gave me that, that new admiration of what my mom did for us. You know, it is, it is amazing. It is amazing. Did your mom ever guilt trip you? Like, what are you complaining about? I did the same thing with three or with more and like you and your, you know, you know, I don't know why moms do that. Like, like you say that cultural thing. You know, is oh, honey. Is, is the parents telling you? But I don't understand. I did it. It wasn't that hard. And like, it but was you a, were miserable every day. Oh, what about that? When yes. I was a kid, I didn't have it like you. I did oh, this. No. Or like <laughs> when you were growing up, you didn't have those esos aparatos uh-huh. like the, the screens. <laughs> and you got, you know, you guys were fine. Mm, yeah, were we? Am I? <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that. And, and, and a lot of the things that even I am doing right now, like is really trying to get away from that. I don't want to use the word trauma, but maybe it is that generational trauma, right? It is hundred percent trauma. So I know I just don't want to make my mom feel bad. Like, no, I'm fine. I'm not traumatized. Oh. You did fine. You did the best you could. I appreciate you. And you're a my better woman. Stopped listening. My parents stopped listening to this podcast a, while, a long time ago. Darren, you know, you're a better woman than we are. I don't want to make my mom feel bad. And I'm like, no, mom. <laughs> but, you know, it's like you, kidding, you remember you, those things, right? Like, yeah. I remember, like, you know, from, from, from the health perspective, from, like, things that we we're trying to do, when we were getting a shot, like, my mom would tell me, like, oh, it doesn't hurt. You know, the shot doesn't hurt. It feels like a mosquito bite. It doesn't feel anything like a mosquito bite, mom. And so now it the hurts. science, right, it right, it hurts. And now the science is telling you, people don't say that to your kid because next thing you know, you're telling some, your kid like something doesn't hurt. They don't trust you anymore, right? Mm. But we, as parents now, we have the resources, but, you know, we the resources are there, but you don't know where to find it and, and you don't necessarily hear it. So now how do we teach our generation of parents say, you know what, these are really the right thing to do. So we don't pass on these not exactly best practices, if you will, especially when, and that's one thing, you know, culturally, whatever, you know, you guys, you, you, you two are beautiful Latin ladies and I am Chinese can be, but there is one thing that we all go through as humans is and this is something that I, I, I feel so strongly about is pain 
growing pain, illnesses, that's a very common human experience. As much Especially as, right now. Right. And as much as us parents want to bubble wrap our kids, I mean, cross my mind a few times, like how much is this a hockey suit, you know? Um, <laughs> as much as we want, our, want to protect our kids and we don't want them to experience pain, they have to. It's a healthy yeah. thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I was brought up, you know, I was brought up in a generation, especially in Asia. I was born and raised there as suck it up. You're brave. You don't cry. You're, you know, somehow that makes you a superior person, superior being by able to mask and just pretend that it doesn't affect you, but oh, it yeah. does. So there's so many things that you said right now that like resonated with me. I mean, you know, I was listening to um, this uh, podcast and they are saying how our culture now, it's like, how do we avoid pain at all costs? Right. Like, how do we not feel pain at all? And I think that's brought brought more problems to society nowadays with, you know, there's like so many you know, the whole situation with the painkillers and all that, like Mm -hmm. people do not want to feel pain anymore. And a lot, like you were saying, there's a lot of studies that say that feeling pain is actually something that helps you uh, just in life in general. It's like the total opposite of what we grew up with. Like, like you said, just suck it up. And, you know, um, when, when we used to go and get shots, I, I am a mom of three married, like I do everything but the moment you tell me I'm going to get a shot, girl, I run out of there. Like, I run. I'm like, no, I'm still, I still go to the yeah. doctor. We need to, you need like, that, we need to get you a book. <laughs> I, still, I still cry for my mommy. Pauline I still needs cry your book, for my Rita. mom. I swear, 100%. So I appreciate that you did that, that, you, that you're taking the time to do this. Like, this is something that no one thought about before. This is amazing because... I had a really bad experience with my 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 youngest. She was in the hospital for a month oh. and a half when she was 18 months with RSB. Um, oh God! <laughs> and, and that was horrible. Like, it was horrible. And so you know, she became a little trauma—not uh, a little. She became really traumatized with hospitals and everything. And you know, the kids—you know—they have to get their shots. They they fall. They have to go to the doctor. You know, she she ate a coin like not so long ago. Oh my she also like she also had to have surgery in one of her thumbs already. Like this girl has gone through everything. And I wish I had your stuff like back then. So tell us how that came to be, why that came to be, what is exactly that you guys do? Because it's really it's hard for me to explain. So can you talk about all of that? You know, all I'm going to say is I'm going to gift you their buzzy mini personal uh, device that they have. Paulina, so you can carry it with you next time you go get a shot. It's it's re- it's real. You when when I went to the hospital to the to the hospital to the to the urgent care with my dad, my dad had to hold my hand and I was like, ah, crying. I'm like a 40 year old grown ass woman and I still <laughs> cry. I still cry. You know, you know. Here's the thing, Paulina, is that you're not alone. I have talked to so many parents who have an anxiety at their pediatrician's office, not because their kid freaks out, is because they need to stay conscious when their kid gets a shot. Like they literally faint. And it's just mind boggling for me in the sense, like, how did we come to this? And I don't know about you and your pediatrician's experiences, but 
for me, you know, when my kid was freaking out, it hurts me, you know? And so all I'm trying to think about is like, how can I help you? And, and sometimes you just don't. And then we, I literally have nurses telling me, just hold her down and don't make her move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold her down. And so now looking back and because of Piper and and me like diving into this um, head first, I found this amazing profession whom I have never heard of before this called child life specialists. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're an early childhood educator in a medical setting, teaching and helping your kids prepare and cope through medical procedures. And there are only about, I want to say six to 8,000 of them certified in this country, probably around only half of them practicing. There's 36 million babies born every year. So you do the math. We don't see them. We don't see them unless your kid is really really, really ill. You're talking about oncology, cardiac clinics, like something serious. I met one, this lovely, lovely lady. She has an app called Child Life on Call, Katie Taylor. I'm going to give her a little plug here. We'll be just on a call this this morning. They're like miracle workers. And the reason why I dove into it is because of during that beginning of the pandemic, I have a two, a stubborn, stubborn two and a half year old. She won't put her mask on. At that point, I don't even remember. You don't know what this virus is. You don't know what is going on. All of a sudden in March, life as you know it shut down. Restaurants shut down. Schools was out. We don't know what to do. We go to the park. We put the mask on. We needed the park. Our little house could not contain all four of us and a dog 24-7. She will not put her mask on for the life of me. And I was out of my wits. So there was a lot of tears and I was crying and when you're crying with a mask on, it makes things worse. And then they get um, wet. Right. It's just, <laughs> it was a nightmare. And yeah. then I got connected. I don't know, Brissette, if you remember uh, a, a fabulous teacher. I call him the, the Caesar Milan of children. The, ch- the children whispered, taught Hiyoki. And we connected and he led a pot, pot for us. And he has got this way of just kind of making the kids do what he asked them to do without trauma, without tears, just they just do. And I and I start kind of talking to him about how do you help kids through those things that they don't like or trauma and things like that. And he said stories. That's what you do. You tell them stories so they can relate. And that's kind of how this whole thing started was child life services and stories. Now, why child life services? Anyway, so that day in the park, I'm kind of going back and forth. I'm trying to remember what happened three years ago. One day at dawn on me, if I'm having a hard time convincing my two and a half year old putting a mask on that is not invasive, how do the family with children with acute illnesses go through what they need to go through when there is a pick line, an IV, and all those really painful things? Mm-hmm. What do they do? Insert child life specialists. They're the one that helps the kids go through that ebb and flow cope with the pain and the discomfort and the need of being isolated from the rest of their social group for a year and a half, two years at a, you know, at a time sometimes because of the chemotherapy. If they're immunocompromised, mm. they can't see anyone. So if those kids can cope, then why can't I teach my two-year-old wear a darn mask, <laughs> you know? And, 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 and as you start getting to know their practices and you start merging child life, uh, child life services with early childhood education, you start seeing this beautiful thing where 
now I, I feel like I know how, at least I have an inkling of how this should be done to guide my kids, cope through the ebb and flow of life, through physical pain, through mental pain. And so they know how it feels like, and they understand there is going to be a light at the end of the other tunnel, and then they are able to move through it. I think one thing that I learned in COVID is that during that time when we're in the midst of it, we were all talking about how horrible it is, how difficult it was, but nobody was focusing on that light at the end of the tunnel. Now, if we refocused ourselves, if it looks like, you know what? There is that light. This is not going to be forever and we will get through it. Just having that mindset change, it will change your outlook. I mean, at least I think so. So now it's just a matter of hoping to bring that light and that perspective to everybody. I, I agree with you 100%. I think changing perspective of exactly what you're saying, the light at the end of the tunnel was what got us through Mm-hmm. That whole period, that horror, like, I don't, I can't even remember, like you were saying, I can't even remember what that was like. I, I can't even remember when that happened. Like, it just sounds, it just sounds like it was like so, 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 so like ago. so long ago, but it changed, it changed everything, right? It changed the world. It changed us. It changed the way we saw things. It actually mm-hmm. changed our perspective into, into a lot of things. So thanks to that, now we have your company. So that, that's a good thing. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying, Rita, we're I also want to give a shout out to your box. I think it was like a year and a half ago. Agustina was really sick. And you were the sweetest person ever. You dropped off a care box for me. And it had your book. Had this beautiful balm that is the most moisturizing, beautiful lotion for chapped skin. A, I'm, I'm just going to call it like vapor rub situation, right? It, it's, mm-hmm. I don't it's know what happened. Chest rub. There we go. Chest mm-hmm. rub. And these fizzies that you put in your bathtub, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, I thought not only was it super kind, but also the most caring thing that one mom can give to another. Oh, and it had masks. Of course, your masks are great. Because when your child is sick, you don't know what to do. Right. And as a friend, you also don't know what to do for that mom. So mm-hmm. I just want to let moms know you can actually purchase this box through the site, Piper and Enza, and gift it to a mom that's going through that cold, flu. RSV. <laughs> RSV, <laughs> like everything. <laughs> that is when I think moms need moms the most. You know, that is when you need your, your friends to support you because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than having a child sick at home, no matter what sickness they have. It is the most difficult time in a parent's journey, especially when you're a first-time parent. Like, mm-hmm. and your kid is sick, what what do you do? And how right. can you make these kids not go away? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think that's what child life services is really about a lot of the time. So we were just having this conversation is that, and they talk about this in early child education all the time, is that when a parent feels regulated, then you're able to regulate your child. If you yourself is dysregulated, there's no hope. Your kid picks up on that vibe and everything, and then you basically just, you would just go into chaos. So how can we tell all the moms and the dads, everybody out there that these resources are here for you? You just have to know that they exist. And that's my goal. I feel like that that's really my lifelong goal is that 
before today, you may not even have heard what child life specialists are. But now knowing that there are research, there are practices, and these like angels are out there, ask for them, demand them. This is so potent. It was just two days ago, like what perfect timing. New York Times came out with an opinion piece. It was a video that basically the title was Saving Children is Bad for Business in America. Wow. And it goes into what is going on right now with RSV. A lot of the kids are getting very, very ill. There is not enough pediatric beds in this in this country. And so all of the ICUs are overwhelmed. There's not enough beds. There's not enough nurses. There's not enough doctors because treating children made the hospitals less money than treating adults. Wow. So you see since like 2018, this is way before, you know, way before the pandemic, you started to see all these pediatric ICU beds shutting down. And for me, it, it, it hurts because taking care of the next generation, taking care of children should not be dictated by bottom lines and profitability. I feel like as parents, as a society, that should be our duty to make sure like our next generation thrives. So I don't know where it will take us in terms of, you know, convincing the hospitals, the health networks to put more investment into um, pediatric care, mental health, or, you know, child life services. But if the parents stand together and demand it, I feel like, you know, we can get our voices heard and hopefully we can make certain demands and, and, and cause changes in how children are taken care of. That's so crazy. That's yeah. so crazy that you say that. I, I didn't even know. And around that time, 2018, 19, that's when my daughter ended up in the hospital in an ICU bed with RSV, with all of that. And I remember that back then, everything was like, I mean, the whole ICU unit was full, but I, you know, back then I wasn't thinking about that. So I think it is important for us to, to advocate. We're huge advocates um, here at the, in Supermamas. We've talked to different people about how to advocate for us in, in the doctor, with the doctors, because we've ourselves had like really bad experiences sometimes. So I wanted to see if you could share with the, with the moms, like, what are some steps that we can take with our children at home to start preparing them for experiences with doctors, you know, the shots. And then the thing that even dentist appointments. Oh, that's one of the worst. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like one one of the things, yeah, like my sister and I have always been been wondering like, why, why is it that when we go, the kids get like five shots at once or three shots, or I don't know how many shots they end up getting. And we're like, why, why, you know, they're not only going to cry once, they're going to cry many, many times. So mm-hmm. what are the things that we need to do with the kids to prepare them mentally, uh, you know, for, for so that they can have a better experience? I think the first thing is, and this is what we're trying to do on our end too, to work with a healthcare provider. First thing is to ask as many questions as you possibly can before the appointment. And I'm talking about everything. What are you going to measure? What are we going to see? How many people are we going to see? You know, the sensations, what kind of smell? Like, is it going to be cold? Is it going to be painful? Ask as many questions as you can about that appointment. So you yourself know what's going to happen. You yourself know what's going to, what's going on. And then that's also the reason why we're trying to create books, because that makes the parent's life easy to go through 
some of the things that will happen in that appointment. Stories of what prepares children. And I don't know. And and this is the reason why we went to books, because nobody wrote these books. I think Roman's bookstore here in Pasadena, they have the whole second floor. That's children's books. They have six inches dedicated to children's books related to health. Six inches, just like that way. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, when you tell them stories with like relatable characters and, and here's a caveat for kids under three, you would need something called a transitional object because kids, and this is a little tidbit that taught told me kids can't draw the parallel between a TV or a book to real life, a real world experience just yet. But if you give them a bridge, something that looks like something that's in the book or on that TV show, they'll be like, Oh, so that's like me going somewhere. You're helping them bridging those two realities hmm. together, which is super interesting. Give me an example of that. What would be so, a good bridge? Okay, so like you see this page, there's a dinosaur mm-hmm. there, a toy. If you have a dinosaur toy that looks like that, bring it. Hey, look, they have a dinosaur on the bookshelf, just mm-hmm. like this dinosaur that you have. That mm-hmm. helps them bridge this. Oh, so this, whatever is happening in this book is like what's going to happen to me later on down the road. It could be as simple thing as a toothbrush, maybe their yellow rainbows, whatever it may be that you kind of you can draw that similarity and point out point out that 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 connection. I have seen parents who resorted to writing their own stories about what's going to happen, and this doesn't just apply to health experiences. This 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 will apply to maybe mommy or daddy is going on a trip for the very first time, and you're anxious about not seeing daddy or mommy for three days. Write a story about that. Mommy is going to go on an airplane. We're going to do this. You're going to be doing that with daddy or whoever your caretaker is. And then mommy will be back. And giving them that arc helped the children understand the beginning, the middle, and the end. It gave them a sneak preview of what's going to happen. After knowing this, these kind of tricks, I feel like I'm constantly running previews in my house. This is what is going to happen today, <laughs> tomorrow, and then that. But that gives them a sense of control, right? They know exactly what's going to happen. There is no surprises. You don't want surprises. That's the least yeah. thing that you want for kids going through an experience. No surprises. Yeah. My son is all about wanting to know what's going to happen. Oh, my God. Yeah. All the time. Right. All the Because time. it gives them that sense of security. You know, they it's within their control. However false that may be, that, that sense is super important. Three, the, the third thing is validate how they feel. It's okay mm-hmm. to be scared. It's okay to cry. There's this famous mantra in child life, uh, child life field called crying is coping. And I stopped telling my kids to be brave because there is always that connotation with the word brave that implies you sucked it up. And I don't like that. Mm. It hurts. You should cry. Have a good cry about it. Crying is coping. And then there's just all these amazing chemicals. That's why bodies cry because of the hormones released in the tears actually calms your central nervous system down. Oh. Yeah. It is fascinating. I learned something new today. (laughs) So (laughs) validate how they feel. If it hurt and be honest, it's, it is scary. I'm scared too. You know, it does hurt. And another thing is give them control, however small and give them choices, however small that may be. For instance, they don't have a they don't have a say whether they get a shot or not. But you can say, "Would you like to sit in my lap, or would you like to sit over there? What do you mm-hmm. want to wear today? 
Which stuffy do you want to bring with you? What kind of band-aid do you want? What kind of treat do you want? Giving them those choice makes them feel like I am not being thrown into this with no say in anything. And having the autonomy is huge in allowing the kids to feel like, you know, they're in control in this situation. I am not helpless. I'm not hopeless. And, and, and really kind of set them up for success. Another thing that it's not mentioned really by any of those is something like I do with my kids is... Yes, it hurts, but I try to focus something that is not so serious. I focus, so, for instance, um, Polina, try try this with me next time. The needles hurt, but I focus on, but it is so quick. I focus on the brevity of it, and I will start playing a game. Let's see who is faster. You can count to five faster, or is the nurse faster? Usually the nurse is faster. So one time, Lina, my oldest, will tell me, you know, she, she looks like she was like teary eyed. I'm like, are you okay? Like that hurt, huh? She's like, it hurt. I'm like, but you didn't let your, you didn't cry. She's like, because it was so quick. I didn't have time. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and that's I that. didn't have time to cry. I didn't have time to cry. And I'm like, see, you know, it does hurt, but it is so quick. Of course, that strategy changes when you start going into like IVs and different things or a blood draw that requires different coping plan. Yeah, like those are the things that I would do just like, you know, for a simple vaccination appointment. And there are just all the, I mean, that's the thing, like child life, you just, just kind of look up child life services and there is a ton of them you can follow on, on Instagram, on social media. And then Katie Taylor, this amazing human being who is determined just like, um, you know, like I am bringing child life services to like everyone out there, every parent. There's just so much resources out there that you could do and coping plans and things like that. Now, one thing, and this is something that we have seen throughout our social media, is that these kind of things are not magic pills. It's not something you do it once and you'll be set. It doesn't happen that way. So we have the, we had a parent that says, oh, I tried that, nothing worked, and the kids still drag the needles through whatever grows and they're bleeding everywhere. I'm going to hold the kid down next time. Don't hold a kid down. Whatever you do, don't hold the kid down against their will. Kids grow. Their capacity grows. That should be an ongoing conversation. Don't give up. And the goal is to raise a person, a human being, who is able to go. You know, it's okay to be scary. It is scary. But the fact that you're able to cope through with it, whether it's through breathing exercises or distractions or whatever Whatever it is that you need, the, the, the idea is that you're able to cope through with that experience. So you're not afraid right. of it. Yeah. I love that. I'm I'm going to read your, your book, <laughs> Needles and Noodles, yes. because Needles I really need to. <laughs> and then I was looking through your shop and I, I'm like, these uh, breathe easy freezes. I need mm-hmm. to get, because does it work in adults? Because yes. I have major <laughs> congestion that I can use all the time with me. Yes, well, thank sure. you. I love it. Thank you for, I mean, these are, I'm looking at all your products and I'm like, wow, this is something, this is amazing. I love the, you know, the books because you, like you're saying, you prepare the kids, you, they know what they're going they're, mm-hmm. there's, they're They know ex- we're, you're not lying to them. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like when we were kids, we were lied to a lot mm-hmm. when we were going to get shots. And at the end, because we were lied to, they had to hold us down. I remember my parents holding me down. Like between the two of them and then you get your body rigid and then they're trying to shoot you and then it hurts more. And this, and then 40 years later, you're still scared of needles. 
So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I'm I glad am, it resonated. Oh, 100%. I am, I am going to read these books with my children because I think we all need to get over this trauma together. That's what we're going to do with with Piper and Ensa. Well, I'm glad I can help. And please, yes. And we have like another couple of books in the book and in, in the works. And so we're excited. So the idea is to have a whole series of them. So whatever it is you're going through, there's a book for it. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for your time. Brisa, do you have any more questions or No, Rita, I just want to say thank you for your, no, just thank you for your time. I love what you're doing. I love what you're creating. I love the community that's building around you. And just thank you for your time. And, you know, we'll see you. I'll see you at school. Yeah, I'll see you at pickup. <laughs> I'll see you drop off and pick up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so thank you. very, very much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Before you sign off, Arita, please let our listeners know where they can follow you, where they can get your products, everything, you know, just plug it in there, girl. So our home on the internet is piperandenza.com, P-I-P-E-R-A-N-D-E-N-Z-A.com. And Piper and Enza is also our social handle across all platforms. And we got where we're, we have a monthly newsletter that you should sign up that kind of gives you all of the little different tidbits and blogs and fun advice from our experts. We work with a few of them and they're just amazing human beings giving parents all sorts of different tricks that they have accumulated in the past few decades to make your parenting journey a little easier and just follow us on social. So great. Well, thank you so much, Rita. I will let you know next time I go get a shot how we went. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm going to send you some mighty medals too. <laughs> That's not for me. I'm like, I'm learning all of this for me, not for my kids. I'm like, my kids are way more brave than me because of my husband. But me, that's why he goes to the shots. I don't go. Uh, I'm well, like, yeah. Next time you can go with them. You'll be like, I got this. <laughs> I will try. I will try. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Rita. Thank you. All right. Bye. That was great. I love, I love Rita. She's going to help me a lot. With I know. My I love her too. She's like a superstar mom. I know. I could tell. I could tell. Right? She's one of the, like, she's the mom that's always there that you see at school. Mm-hmm. I know. The volunteers, the mm-hmm. cooks that's there. Ah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm trying to not be that anymore. I'm trying to be like, all right, right. Anyway, sister, do you have a pick or tip this week for our listeners? Yeah, of course. But I'm going to let you go first because I know you're always prepared <laughs> for the segment. Well, thank you, sister. Thank you for thank you for that. You're so kind. Of course. Unlike you, I always put your uh, needs again I, uh, ahead of mine. <laughs> well, you know, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is a season that has been, you know, especially hard hitting on, on children. And because of everything that's happened with my own children and my own experiences, as soon as I see that there's like a uptake in viral or respiratory problems, I always just like, you know, go right away and start on their uh, defenses. So I have a go-to and I know we've mentioned this brand before, but I found, which is Child Life. They have really good vitamins for the children. But Girl, they this, have- been, this has been your pick like four or five times throughout the show. Yeah. Are you just recycling your picks? 
No, because now they have an immune support <laughs> bundle. Oh, okay. immune support bundle. Hello. <laughs> that I got for the kids this time. And that is what I'm sharing. Okay. Oh, okay. So, Sorry. It's a bundle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I probably have uh, said them individually, but now it's a bundle. Oh, hey, got it. You know what? Got it. But got it. So, so, so you've used this pick many times, but now you're bundling it up. <laughs> no, and I now didn't bundle now your it pick up. Is, oh, they, they bundle did. it up. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. They bundle it up. They it's call actually Paulina called Paulina Bumble Bundle. <laughs> it's called the Immune Super Support Bundle. bundle. It actually has liquid vitamin C, echinacea, echinacea and, first def- and first defense. First defense. So there's the, three you things know what? in there. I'm going to laugh, but I'm the one that's like going to have, uh, you know, who's not prepared. So I'm actually going to buy this bundle. <laughs> it is. You should get it. It's first defense. Send me the link. Send me your affiliate C, link. <laughs> and echinacea for the children. And those are the, that, those are the things that they need right now. You know, like. It's raining in LA, in LA for like the fourth day, <laughs> and you know Ooh. people are going crazy. Ooh. Ooh, that that gives me like we should have a whole discussion about if one should own or not an umbrella in LA. I'm like, should I buy an umbrella? No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need any more shit in my I house. Should. I don't need an umbrella, <laughs> right? It's like I don't know if I need an umbrella. Should we buy rain boots? They're like, we now have rain boots. I'm like. Take your snow boots to school. Anyway, that's that's what my my daughter took her snow boots. What's the difference? You know, it's just snow boots. One There's is frozen water. water. <laughs> the other one is just regular ass water. It's just water. I'm like, yeah. Take take your snow bib <laughs> to school. <laughs> I was actually gonna put her in a snow. Put it to today. use. Put it to use because we didn't use it. That's <laughs> <as> we should <laughs> juice it up. Anyway, essential bundles, immune support bundle. That's my tip. Child life. <laughs> Now you tell me your tip. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. See, guys, who laughing. bullies who? Who bullies who? <laughs> That's what I, I'm using. I want a recap of every time you have given this pick. Oh, my God. You guys, I found this incredible chair alive. <laughs> no, I have used it many times. I still vouch for it. Well, good. But now I bundle it up. They should really sponsor you. Um, okay. So I just bought this, okay, new year, you know, you want your life to be perfect. It's a new year. So you try to get organized, right? You're like, this is the year. How am I going to change my life? How am I going to make things easier? And you know how, you remember when you bought like your, is it, was it like your, your Bible notepad? And I was making fun of you because it's like, so what's the difference? It's just like, (laughs) so tell me, it's just, so it's a notebook with like yeah. little pencils and you were like, no, but it's different because it's color coding. Yes. Right? That's okay. So this is kind of the same thing, but like not. So, um, <laughs> okay. It is a meal planner notepad that goes on your fridge. Oh. It has magnets in the back and you put it in your fridge and it has a tear off. So one side of it has, it has like the weekdays listed Monday through Sunday. And on the top, it says on the menu. And on the right side, it's a shopping list. It has, it says week off and it has a date. So you can write the week and then a shopping list and then you can tear it off. But let me tell you that this has been one of the, a lifesaver for the whole two weeks that I've used it, right? Because obviously you use things for like a week or two and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm going to do it for the rest of the year. So far, so good. Unlike me that I've used this product for 11 years and I get called out on it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, anyway, such a tri- uh-huh. you're, you're a pick 
tried and true. Mine is like when I'm doing this. <laughs> okay. Who knows? Ask me again next week if I'm still using it. Or not. And if you okay. guys buy it, like then you guys are with me and we can you know, not, <laughs> not use it together. But it is so important for our family to know what we're going to eat throughout the week. And I think like Rita was saying, kids don't like surprises. Yeah. You have no idea how great has been for Eddie. Well, I was seen as could care less. She's two and a half. She doesn't understand. <laughs> it's just that she just gets happy when she sees yogurt, right? She's like, oh, food. Candy? Oosh, oosh. Dulce, no. Dulce, she goes, oosh, oosh. That's it. That's it. Cookie? Cookie. Those are her three major food components. So it's on her fridge. And I and now that I have to make lunch for Agustina, I plan out dinner and I plan out what I'm packing for lunch. So then they know what they're going to get for lunch. And then I know what to prep for, like for the week. Oh, that's and good. I know like what, and also it's, it has like the grocery tab on next to it. So anyone can write things that are missing. So when we do our grocery shopping on Sunday, I know exactly what's missing on the fridge or in the pantry. But it's pretty cool to have that organization and to know exactly what we're going to eat that week. And I realized that it's better to have it out for the whole world to see. So before I would have it on my phone and on my notes. But then I think that once you put it out there for the family to see and for the family and for AKA your husband to see and to write and input, it gives them more freedom and to knowing, okay, what are we going to have? So the kids are going to ask the question. He knows what's happening. Include him in the conversation. And just maybe, just maybe one day, him actually doing it. Getting the getting maybe. the groceries. Maybe cooking. Maybe. 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 Let's, but it's a step. Let's keep, let's keep crossing uh, well, I'm putting a lot of hopes. I'm putting a lot of hopes on this, on this six by this, nine notepad that sticks to your You bridge. know what? <laughs> we're going to put the soundbite of this on the, uh, on the Instagram. And then we're going to say, we're going to tag him so he can listen to it. Do not do that. <laughs> Do not do that, please. Do you want my marriage to end? Is that what you're doing? If something happens no, no. between my husband what? and I, I'm blaming you. What? Why do what you want? This? Why do you want my life to be over? Why are you what? causing marital problems? Oh my God, Paulina! You're the one that said it. Do you put it out of the world? Why you are listening this far fan? along in the show? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you trying to put he a clip to, out on Instagram? He listened, to, he listened to the whole show that one time. Because you put <laughs> it on like... Instagram. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, we will love it. If I get it. a divorce, it's Edit. on Paulina. <laughs> no. Producer, no, please do not add this. I don't know. I want this in my conscience. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that, sister, for your amazing pick. I always look forward to your picks every week. Thank you. I do have the best picks. <laughs> Unrecycled <do>. ones. <laughs> Duh. Fine. All right, that's it. Goodbye. Whatever. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Thank okay. you. Bye. Bye. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter, also at underscore supermamas and in the face at supermamas podcast.
Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your super mama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline, 424-329-3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Much love and see you next week. Super Mamas!